0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School.
1: Welcome back. I'm Professor America Shreve, founding member of the Four Horsemen of Marketing, aka the Ric Flair of Biz Radio today, I've got the style and profile like never before. This is Sirius XM's Business Radio, channel 132, powered by the Wharton School. Barbara is out today, so you are riding shotgun with your boy AR here at the magnificent institution we call Wharton. We invented the concept of the business school. We create the knowledge that they write about in their cases. We went to Warden and we saw you coming a mile away. Interestingly, we are not only investment bankers, we are also consultants, strategists, entrepreneurs, real estate gurus, management leaders, and of course, marketers, where marketing is the glue that connects each of these areas to their clients. If you like what you're hearing, Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from five to seven PM Eastern Standard Time, and we replay throughout the week. Let's welcome our next guest to the program. This is Jason Yim, CEO and Executive Creative Director Trigger. Welcome to the program, Jason. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well, sir. How are you? Good. I don't know how I'm going to top Giant
0: Five, <laughs> but uh, I'll do my best.
1: Sir, you, your you're wisdom that you are about to to bring to my listeners, I just appreciate it. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. Before we jump into augmented reality, which is your, your, your this, is, this is what you do. You are the guru. Let us backtrack just a little bit so I can give my listeners some context of your backstory and give them an understanding of kind of your particular trajectory in terms of where you've been and your passion points, your interests, and how you kind of ended up where you are today. If you could just tell us a little bit about that, that would be awesome.
0: Sure. Uh, so I started Trigger. It's a digital marketing agency in, I think, 2005, and we were uh, very much focused on film marketing. Um, so we did a lot of the big blockbuster movies, websites, and advert games and, and such. Mm-hmm. And our first AR project was in 2009, so oh, wow. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, we just fell in love with the technology back then, and we've been you know kind of slowly growing that base before anyone was really interested in AR. But... Um, over the years now, we're up to about 175,000 hours of uh, wow. AR experience. So, wow. It's, uh, uh-huh. it's really grown for us. Like, we completely focused just on AR in 2016. And um, now it's not only just in entertainment. It's, you know, it's across every mm-hmm. industry. It's from, mm-hmm. you know, automotive to retail to big brands to sports. Mm-hmm.
1: Very, very cool stuff. And so school our listeners uh, a little bit here, Jason, uh, in terms of give us a little bit of the nomenclature. Describe the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality.
0: Yeah, so uh, virtual reality is, you know, you put on a headset and you're completely immersed into the digital world. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of lose everything in in your physical world. Uh, Augmented reality is when you still see your physical world, and then you overlay digital content on top of that so mm-hmm. um, you're looking at your room it looks normal you drop in a nice piece of furniture from IKEA's app in, in AR and now you have a couch mm-hmm. uh, sitting life-size in your room that's that's augmented reality gotcha uh, and the mixed reality is some combination hmm. uh, of the two or, or, or where basically uh, the digital world actually re- reacts back to oh the digital the the physical input and mm-hmm. then vice versa, so uh, a much tighter mix between the two.
1: And so, virtual. Re- so, it, is is it the case then, Jason, that augmented reality is going to leap ahead in terms of its, let's say, robustness with respect to marketing relative to the other two, or is it kind of an even horse race? What are your thoughts there?
0: Oh, I, I think I think AR will definitely leap ahead. I mean, the, the main the main reason for that is is just. The mobile phone. Everyone has mm. it in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely ubiquitous, um, and you don't need a giant headset to to experience AR. Um, and I think the other thing that makes it more oh, powerful is that right. Uh, right. with AR, it, it's it's it doesn't have to be this entire long experience. It could be a a, a very kind of powerful feature mm. that you just use on an ad as needed basis, almost mm-hmm. like a you know looking at your Google Maps or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So you can. Let's say you're walking down a shopping aisle. You look at a product. You know, you look at it with your phone in AR. You can see product information. You know, oh. maybe a, a coupon or something like that, mm-hmm. and then it disappears. Gotcha.
1: So you don't, you don't oh, that's need this, interesting.
0: You know, long uh, engagement with it.
1: Mm-hmm. And so there, these little more interesting, very bite-sized uh, experiences make it a, a kind of very useful tool then.
0: Yeah, I think it's you know the bite-sized nature of it can be makes it useful across many different industries Mm -hmm. at at different times. So you're not kind of locked into this one type of um, experience that works. You you actually have kind of multiple killer apps, you know, if if you will, uh, across different industries.
1: Mm -hmm. And so this is what Trigger does. Can you tell us a little bit about Trigger? Uh, Interested in hearing more about that.
0: Yeah, sure. So we're uh about 40 people. We're in uh headquartered in in West LA. Um a lot of our developers are uh in Unity, which is a uh, basically a game engine. So we have a uh 3D game engine developers. We have a 3D team and a lot of creative guys and concept guys. Uh-huh. Um and basically uh you know, the work we're doing right now um uh, for instance on the ent- entertainment side this year, we did Uh, Toy Story. We did um, Spider-Man. We're moving on to a a big (laughs) uh, sci-fi IP that we've worked with for, for many years, for the end of the year. So we're excited about that on on the sports side, we do AR for huh. uh, the NBA, for PGA, for the NHL, mm. and we're about to launch something for the NFL next month as well.
1: Oh wow! Um, so, so when you, so just, just to, brands, just, so. to, just to jump in, Jason, when you work with a film, tell, tell us a little bit about what you did for, for Toy, for Toy Story. Like, what, how, how, how does this happen? How do you, do you go to the movie, and, and how does this all work?
0: Yeah. So the interesting thing with Toy Story is we we worked on Toy Story three back in. For, for just web development and mm-hmm. now kind of like the whole market has has evolved into focusing on AR so um, what they what Disney and Pixar won from us was a way for the consumers to actually uh, engage with their favorite characters
1: so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. using
0: AR you can actually place you know Woody and uh, buzz in your room um, mm. on your tabletop and then take photos and, and videos with them mm. um, the kind of interesting approach from Disney was, uh, we actually partnered with Regal Cinema. So instead oh, of creating a uh-huh. Toy Story app mm-hmm. that you had to spend a lot of money driving people to download, mm-hmm. they went to Regal Cinema, which has 9 million users already, 9 or 10. Oh, interesting. And mm-hmm. we added the Toy Story AR functionality into that app.
1: So oh, was, interesting.
0: Uh, going through an install base that mm-hmm. are already mm-hmm. very much you know, focused on film mm-hmm. and uh, ticket purchases.
1: Very, very cool stuff. And so that's interesting because I think in some senses, Jason... What you're trying to do here is you're trying to – it's almost like the, the augmented reality is like extending the experience of the film in some senses, right? It's like creating a deeper connection and reinforcing the, the, the emotional uh, resonance that you have. So like, so, it, so the idea, is, I guess, is that when the film is over, it extends into your life in a very meaningful way, substantive way. And marketers must love this, right, because it's another opportunity to kind of connect in probably a way that doesn't feel like a commercial, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is like you're breaking that kind of fourth wall, right? It's like you are actually, instead of all the film and story content being on the other side of the screen, you're mm-hmm. actually bringing it bringing it into the user's environment. And I think that's, that's the big power of it, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the entertainment side. And then the second thing that that leads into is that once you can bring the content into the user's environment – then the user themselves can participate. They can be part of that. Mm. Uh, they can be part of that story, mm. uh, and that actually leads to a lot more powerful social sharing. Mm-hmm. Because now, instead of me trying to, you know, share out uh, like a brand video, which which people would rarely do, I can now stick myself into a shot with my favorite character, and yeah, I would definitely share that with my friends and family.
1: And I think that's absolutely interesting. I mean, it's a, so uh, because what I love about this, what I study, Jason, is I'm trying to figure out how can I, as a marketer, how can I get my brand, whatever it is I'm doing, organization, product, service, whatever, how can I get that to deeply connect with a sense of a person's or, or a consumer's identity? And it sounds like augmented reality is one beautiful channel that gives you that entree into that world because it's like as I'm, I, I can only imagine. I don't know if there's studies on this. I got to look this up, but I can imagine that if you're engaging with a character and you're part of that story like what you're saying when you said uh, you know part of what augmented reality does it brings the brand to life in the user's immediate surroundings it's like the brand is now in my world i own it and so from a psychological perspective it's like it's connecting with me it feels more like mine which probably would be shown to relate to stronger loyalty right
0: uh yeah and i think also that again the key is like it's not only in your world, but you, you get to be in it as well. And I think that's what, we, that's what we're seeing a lot uh, in terms of usage. Is If you create an app that only shows the product you know, on a desktop, mm-hmm. uh, on a tabletop, mm-hmm. people are, are less likely to, to actually photograph it or video that and share it. But if you have some way where the user can place themselves in it, then mm-hmm. the user is actually the hero of the shot kind of with the brand as mm -hmm. as something secondary. But it needs that vehicle to to really succeed.
1: And so this vehicle then becomes a a mechanism that marketers can use. So as augmented – let me just ask this because I'm just sort of uh, interested in this. Like how hard is this to do? Like what are the sort of technical things that have to be done to do this right? Is the technology – like super complex to like get this character to like fit or get this thing especially if it's moving around right to get this thing to fit in the real world and like not look like just something that's pasted into like a two dimensional thing but actually look like it's moving how hard is it to do this
0: so the the good news is for, for I think brands getting into it there's, there's like a there's a kind of easier entry level mm-hmm. where if you're doing this through those social networks like uh, you want to do a snap lens or through Facebook or Instagram you know they have uh, they have the technology all sorted out, so mm-hmm. you, you can do um, kind of simpler executions through that. That that uh, will engage that that audience. But if a brand wants to do something more complicated, like they want to tie into their inventory, they want to tie into their uh, mm-hmm. actual you know mm-hmm. live ratings and reviews. or mm. On the sports side, we're tying into uh, actual telemetry or live stats from the game. Mm. Then then. Then AR gets a lot more complicated. Interesting, uh, but Uh it also gets a lot more interesting uh, Mm -hmm. on that side. Interesting, and so talk a little. With five G coming up, uh huh. I was just going to say, with five G coming up, you're also you're also adding other thing, other types of technology that you couldn't put in before because of the bandwidth issues. So,
1: I think that's super interesting, though, uh, Jason. Because what I'm trying to figure out is like how like I just love the psychological connection (laughs) that is happening here between. The the link between AR and the consumer. Talk a little bit about what you're doing with the NFL right now.
0: Uh, unfortunately, oh, we uh-oh. are not. Uh, really wow, is it? Uh huh. Uh, once that launches, we, we can. Okay, gotcha, I can tell gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We've done with uh, with the NBA and uh, and NHL. Okay, uh, those those are still good. Okay, so that, that's uh, cool. So with the NBA we. <laughs> Uh, with the NBA and the PGA, we did this thing called uh, AR portals. So imagine if you're watching the, the broadcast, mm-hmm. you're watching the, the NBA finals, you can actually plant a door in your living room, an AR door, um, and it's a portal and you step up and you walk right through the door and it drops you onto, into the, into the actual court. So you're standing courtside mm-hmm. in a 360 video, Wow! you know, Seeing uh, the the players warm up or seeing artists you know practice half during halftime and things wow. like that, uh-huh. uh, and then you can turn around and step right back out. So on the sports side, that's that's really exciting because not everyone can attend those events. Mm-hmm. So using AR, you can you can give them a a glimpse of that. You can drop them into the, the into the actual uh, live environment.
1: Wow, very cool, um, stu- very very yeah. cool stuff. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh huh.
0: Sorry. And then with the NHL, we uh, it's Last year at CES, it was the first time they did um, they took live telemetry from a game. So baseball has like a hundred years of stats. It's a very stat heavy kind of fan engagement um, uh, sort of a, a property. Mm-hmm. but NHL's hockey is so fast that they haven't had that until now. So they actually put on um, uh, chips that could track. How oh. fast the player was going, and which way they were skating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, on, interesting. Uh, on every single player, uh-huh. yeah, and then on the puck itself. So we could take all that information and then represent it in AR. So you're you're watching the game live, or you're watching the game. Oh, on the wow. At home, uh-huh. and you could plant this rink on your floor, or on your or your coffee table, uh-huh. and it shows all the players in real time. You can tap on any player and see. Oh, that's how that's they're, they're going. What's their average speed? Like, yeah, it changes how you watch the sport mm-hmm.
1: from that point on. You mm-hmm. know? And how you experience it. Very, very cool stuff. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with Jason Yim, CEO and Executive Creative Director uh, of Trigger. Uh, he is absolutely doing cool stuff. The mixed reality agency called Trigger has offices in Los Angeles and Denmark. He's actually calling us from Denmark, which I'm super excited he was able to do that. He has creatively led over 175,000 hours of development in mixed reality, including as a Lens studio partner showcase. development developer for Vuforia and Google, and as an early developer for Magic Leap. If you are interested in joining this conversation, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 844 Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. 942 7866 And let's jump now to... <laughs> I love this. Thank you very much. Let's talk a little bit about the, the key learnings that are that really... If we're marketers and we are trying to make the best use of... Uh, augmented reality. Jason, what are some other things we definitely need to pay attention to?
0: Sure. So, I mean, we hit a couple. We, you know, bring the brand to life in, inside the user's environment. We talked about how uh, with social media, star, you know, it has to star the consumer, the customer uh, using AR. Uh, I think another thing is um, every piece of your physical product now becomes AR real estate, right? Oh, interesting! You okay. can activate any of your packaging. You can activate oh. all your uh, point of sale mm-hmm. um, and add this other layer of of communication and content um, where it wasn't available before. So, mm-hmm. and this, I think the important part of this is like so that that not only kind of like uh, improves, you know, the the product information. But it also improves the at retail experience and, and we know that retail brick and mortar stores are, are having a lot of trouble nowadays. Um, but if a consumer can go through and scan any product, look at any signage, and it uh, delivers an additional layer of content mm-hmm. that's 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 super powerful and We know consumers are already doing this. I think uh, there was a report that over sixty percent of consumers as they're shopping are also checking. Pricing, uh-huh. checking information oh, I on see. their mobile phone at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not we're not trying to change their behavior. We're just trying to direct their behavior uh, and and use you know the official channel versus just just Googling. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful, and, and, and it pushes you it pushes the user to uh, towards towards sales basically. You know, yeah. so if a user can uh, try on the product digitally, if they can place the product, uh, again, like I used IKEA as an example, mm-hmm. uh, in their living room, um, their chances of them actually purchasing that product goes, goes way higher. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Ultimately, for a brand, it, it's pushing towards sales. Mm-hmm. And pushing towards sales is where we're, we're, exactly what we're trying to get to, Jason. Let me ask you about this. So as you sort of watch the landscape changing as augmented reality Starts to become used more and more by marketers. Do you anticipate a kind of satiation effect? In other words, do, are people going to become desensitized to this? I mean, right now it's very cool that the sort of different context that you're describing. Is it going to reach a point where it becomes kind of well, we're just very much used to it now? Or what? What are your thoughts on that? I think the I think the
0: gimmicky side is going to go away. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think there, there's there's always going to be kind of like interesting entertainment stuff that you can do, Mm -hmm. which is kind of more dependent on on the storytelling and the characters underlying. So those things will always kind of push the needle in their own way. What we're excited about is when the behavior, we actually kind of want that. We want want the user to be so used to using AR that it isn't a big deal anymore. It's like us when we use Google Maps. Like I don't, it's not a big deal that I, I can now find exactly the you know down to the feet mm-hmm, where the, mm-hmm. uh, the directions of where I go where I'm going but I use it I don't know 50 times a day like that's where we want AR to be where it's a where it's a common utility super useful mm-hmm. and it's almost under the radar mm-hmm. um, but it's amazingly powerful
1: and so what what would you say you know again as being an individual uh, Jason who is has sort of this sort of birds eye view of this entire uh, technology and where it's going what would you say in the next—how is this going to look in the next, let's say, three to five to seven years? What are the things that are going to happen in the space for augmented reality that's going to really—that that marketers should be really paying attention to?
0: Um, I think 5G is going to bring in a lot of kind of deeper content and deeper kind of features for for AR, just because you, you're going to be able to start doing calculations— kind of on-the-fly in the cloud that you couldn't do before. Mm. So AR will, will start being able to do much more complex things. Um, and then the second thing, which I think is a little bit of a longer road, is there'll be this shift to head-mounted devices. So, oh. you know, everyone's talking about Apple glasses, but there are other players out there right now already. Um, but that's, that's actually a, quite a difficult shift. So hopefully before that shift happens everyone is already using um ar on, on their phones they're getting used to the behavior uh they're they're starting to it becomes part of their routine and they and they want that behavior mm-hmm. uh, they want that content and features and then when the glasses come out you don't have to teach them about ar again you're just kind of sh- uh shifting them to a a new medium mm. uh, cuz i think that once it's hands free um, there's, there's some, you know, how do we control that? How do you control what comes up and what, what, what goes away? There's a lot of complexities in that. But mm-hmm. I think once that happens, I mean, that's, that's the real promise of this kind of spatial web. Like everywhere you look, hopefully on demand, AR content can, can appear. so
1: mm-hmm. Jason, Yim, thanks so much for coming on the show with us tonight. I appreciate you.
0: No, thank you very much for having me.
1: Excellent. Listeners, you can find more about Jason at TriggerGlobal.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at TriggerGlobal, one word.
0: For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.